Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. And today our first guest is Kurt Kaufman, and I'm also going to be interviewed myself by the one and only Bill Grady. Well, welcome to your own show. (laughs) Thanks, Bill. And let's go ahead and start the show with talking about how you guys were able to work together first. So what was the first piece of music you worked on together? First, The first thing that we did was a song called Catch a Rainbow. <clears throat> and she walked in with a little piano part. And uh, then I kind of put it together. And then we just got together and uh, recorded it. And that's it. Any uh, background on Catch a Rainbow, why it was written, how it was written? I feel, when I met Kirk, I had been involved with other bands, and one of my dear friends, Eric Covey, brought me here, because he thought that I might have more in common with Kirk's style of writing. And so when we came here, and I had that little piano part, he kind of picked up on the fact that I wasn't a blues girl or a country girl, but more of a pop girl, and he took it from there, and the words, everything just kind of came together. The first song happened in a very short time. Obviously, uh, Catch a Rainbow was with H&K, but then you switched the name to Hypnosis. So what uh, prompted you to do that? Well, what prompted me to do that is our music was uh, getting a little bit more fuller, uh, more full. What I mean by that is we started having players come in and it was no longer H&K, featuring Heather Kelly, it became a collaboration, and I didn't feel like it was right just to take on Heather Kelly. So we took on a band name called Hypnosis, capital H-I-P, capital K-N-O-S-I-S, and what that represented to me was the fact that Heather and Kirk were still in charge. And also, it allowed you to get other band members in, too, right? Because H&K was just you and uh, Kirk originally, but I think uh, Eric Hovey was part of that as well, wasn't he? Yeah, we started just to kind of get the feel of how we sounded together and what our styles of collaboration was, and then we started adding in people that were very talented around the area, and, and so we did play with Eric Hovey for a while, and then it started growing, and we got more songwriters involved and more musicians, so... And when you guys were first starting out, you were playing different live venues, you're playing festivals and the like. What's the big challenge in performing your songs live as opposed to just sitting and doing it in the studio? Well, when you do it live, you get one take. And, uh, you know, when we record these things, I mean, we usually start with a click track and uh, develop the parts. And then when we do it live... Uh, we we try to reproduce what we did in the studio. That's about it. All I know is it's a process. If anybody knows, when you write your own music, it starts from a thought, and it becomes a creation. And there's a process involved, and it can be very time-consuming. But you just got to kind of follow where the song takes you. And with that, let's go ahead and play a track from Hypnosis. This is going to be one of my favorite tracks. This is one called Come Home. Come 
So that was Come Home. What's the background behind that song? I wrote that on the piano, and I've got kind of a funny story behind that is we were playing in Mason City at a place, and we weren't even... We were just playing with Kirk, myself, and Melvin James from Minneapolis, an amazing guitar player. But I didn't even have that song completely written, and he decides he likes it and wants to play it. So that night he's playing da-da-da-da-da-da-da, the whole lick and everything, and then he just starts spouting words. And they stuck, and that's how the song came. It, it was fun. And the bridesmaids that were there off the crazy bus loved it. What's the process when a song idea is presented, like what you had with uh, Come Home, to when it's included on an album that you do? Well, I had my piano lick. I wrote it on the piano first, wrote this lyric second, and then showed Kirk, who I always show first, and he added the bass part. And then when you start to feel that there's a rhythm to the song and there's potential, you bring in the other, other players. So that's how that happened, and we recorded it refined it and it's an oldie but it's a goodie to me still and as to whether it's on the the cd that we usually write more tunes than we would want on the cd so in the end it's the old uh eliminate the ones that we're not that comfortable with so in other words if there's 10 tracks on an album you've probably done 20 25 and you just pick the best 10 or 12 hopefully yep do you do different versions of each song? Do you Have you done that? Do you try different tempos, different keys, or do you just stick with what's originally done as a concept? Oh, we've tried different versions. Um, I will tell you, as an independent artist and musician, you know, there can be times where the band doesn't always agree on a certain version, and myself, I always tried to make everything, you know, good with the band members and stuff, but there has been a time when we've released two versions of the same song in the same CD, just to appease everybody. Um, I don't know that I would ever go that direction again, but there are different versions we've played. So if someone is recording for the very first time, if somebody's just getting into it, what are a few do's and don'ts as they're recording their tracks for the first time? Well, try to write a good tune to start with, you know, try not to waste the couple months on something that's not that good it's hard to tell um <clears throat> finding a, a comfortable tempo is a tough one uh we recorded most of our things at least to start with too slow mainly it's a little you know when you're learning it it's a little harder to play and so you tend to play it a little slower and then later you listen to it and it sounds like we're in slow motion or something you know but uh and then just try to get good sounds. And then just go for it and don't worry about it. So when you listen to maybe an artist doing their first record and they're independently doing it, is does anything stand out of saying, boy, I wish they wouldn't have done it that way? Uh, probably. I'll say yes. <laughs> As to what, I have no idea until you hear it. You know, the <clears throat> if the drums sounded like they were in a gymnasium or something and it wasn't a Motley Crue type sound and song you know or it's just different techniques you know and a a big a big no-no is to overdo the reverb because nine times out of ten you don't even need reverb but people feel that they do and there's nothing like that 
cheesy reverb sound uh, <clears throat> that most bands get. It can overrun the entire song if you overuse your your tools, such as you know reverb and digital delay. It, it can overrun a song, but uh, some bands require that. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta let it go. Yeah. So there is a lot of synergy between the recording process and how it fits that song or that melody. Absolutely. And then just how far do you want to go? Usually the guy that that steps over the cliff, it's usually the coolest. So, you know, don't try to make it too straight, in my opinion. Let's play another song here. Since you've allowed me to pick the songs. I did. I'm picking Heaven Knows. So what can you tell me about Heaven Knows? Heaven Knows was actually written by Dave Hearn, was our keyboard player while we were in the band um, titled Hypnosis. And he was a songwriter and keyboard player. He gave me this song, and for some reason I just knew it fit my voice. I'm kind of uh, one of those pop rock 80s, you know, people. And for some reason this just fit my voice well. So Heaven Knows was written by Dave, and this is our version.
that was Heaven Knows by Hypnosis. And uh, we're just having fun here at, at Junior's Motel Recording Studio. Let's let's talk about being an independent artist and what's been the biggest hurdle to date? Making money, probably. And writing something that's halfway decent. Yeah, well, I don't want to turn away all the very talented indie artists. I mean, it's really hard. You're a needle in a haystack in this industry. It's really hard to get your music heard, which is part of the reason why I want to be the co-host of Indie Music Room is because I want to get these artists out there with so much talent and potential to be able to show their music. So it's hard. I mean, it's really hard. You can go and find out every radio station, every uh, A&R person that you want to submit your music to but it's really hard it's a hard career to take on and there's so much competition but it's just such a hard career to be in and uh, I commend anybody that really tries it and I'm so amazed by the talent that I hear every day. So let's talk about the indie music room and how does your experience translate into what you want to do with the show? I think my experience uh has been blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, I, for, gosh, over a decade now, I've been doing this as an indie artist. I, when when it was, I want to say, the turn of the century, that's not quite, quite correct, but when everything became digital, I was a newcomer onto the scene, so I had to self-teach myself on promoting and uploading stuff into the digital world and, you know, copyrights and all that. So I've got a good knowledge of how to get there. It's just such a process to get there. Last question. As the host of the Indie Music Room, what are you hoping to accomplish in putting this program out on the air and then also on demand? What I really want to accomplish is just a comfortable situation for equally talented people that deserve to be heard. I want them to come in and share their story with me. I want them to share their music. And I also want to have a fun part of of the interview that can tell people not just informational but entertainment value that that you know not everybody has the balls to ask you know i'm going to ask them those tough questions but in a in a good way and i want to hear everybody's you know experience so that's i just want to put out there as real as i can be and I'm looking forward to the whole series of programs. I think you're going to be a great host. And, Thank you. Uh, coming out here to Junior's Motel Recording Studio to have these programs recorded out here and produced out here, I think that's that's uh, fabulous. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And uh, to tell our folks about the Indie Music Room, where can they find it? Well, you can find us on FordodgeRadio.com. I have my own uh, page where you can look up information about myself and also see any of the shows that you may have missed while it's being programmed. Um, And there's also going to be a place for artists. You know, we'll spotlight an artist for the month. And I'm just super excited for this opportunity, Bill. And if somebody wants to be on the show, there's a link there for your email address. And all they have to do is email you and tell you a little bit about their music and how they're creating it. And uh, they'll be considered for a future show, right? Perfect. Yes, that's exactly right. I'll take into consideration any artist that wants to submit their music. And we'll just have a great time. It's it's truly a great opportunity to get your music out there um, from our local station. And the show is going to be on YouTube, so people can watch it slash listen to it 
on demand and uh, just another great aspect of digital radio and the digital medium itself. It's crazy. I mean, I'm looking forward to 2020 when we start um, doing our, our live shows, you know, video podcast versus just the audio, but we're just working out the kinks right now. I can't wait to meet all the people that are going to be in our studio to do this show. And if anybody has any questions or comments for me, I'm more than willing to listen. And with that, Kirk, Heather, thank you so much for being on Heather's show, the Indie Music Room. (laughs) Thank you. And with that, we're going to send you out with a song from Hypnosis called Beautiful. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. Sometimes the world strikes out at me. I feel like stopping, but I must continue forward on this winding mile. Inside a darkened room, a cold and long forgotten tomb My dreams are lying in a corner pile But then you smile As twilight of the day winds down and turns to grey And everything I want seems just too far And even when you are not there That star that's shining all so clear Reminds me just how listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.